Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 97. On this episode, we break down the Nuevitas by Tatuaje, catch up on some current events. So as always, sit back, listen, and enjoy. I think that's what it is too, which drives me nuts. The problem is I feel like they should just make labels per country. Like just change yeah. the name to reflect the <laughs> I think something more simplistic would just be <coughs> nameless. If so if you're here's the thing, if you're a traditional if like you're a traditional South American yeah. cigar organization, yeah. then name it whatever the fuck you want. But if you're headquartered in the US and you live in the US, your shit better not be fucking complicated Spanish. That's all I'm saying. Don't yeah. make it complicated. Make it like, uh, it's actually one of the things that I admire about protocol. It's like, you can name a fucking cigar red and blue. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> I mean, <your> like, colors. <laughs> red is, red's two things. It's the name of a cigar, and it's also the first name of a guy who... Fuck it. You wears, know what we'll do? Uh, is, lives in West Virginia. We'll use fucking emojis to name our cigars. Mm, no, there's already a guy who does that. Just, a, just the faces on the cigars. Well, he doesn't do that, but there's literally a guy who is... Oh, no, Emoji uh, Stogies. Yeah. Shout out. Not a sponsor. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) I don't even know how he'd sponsor. But could you imagine a bar... Just imagine picking up a cigar, and on the label is just the throw-up emoji. (laughs) Yeah. You question whether or not you want to buy it. Yeah, that's true. There's some cigars that I would already put that on. But imagine if it was just a bad marketing play. We're like... We dude, dude, this cigar is so sick. Yeah, like let's just put a fucking sick face on there, but just show how sick the cigar is, bro. Yeah, that's true. And people at the store are like, is it, wait, is it gonna make me throw up? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the emoji that's thinking, <laughs> right. what the fuck is this? <laughs> or the one that just has like the really big eyes. Uh, yeah, it's like the it, it, a cigar really just branded all around confusion. Oh yeah, you could totally do you could that. Do the devil emoji with the whole red horn. I like the the emoji with the cowboy hat has become my favorite. I use it for everything, oh, even dude. when it's not appropriate. Like even if someone texts me and it's like my grandma died, cowboy emoji. I use the one that looks like someone having a stroke. Well, I don't know which one that is. It's like the oh yeah. <laughs> Like one eye is like sagging and closed, <laughs> and the other one's like wide open. And the mouth is like yeah, tongue which, hanging out of its face. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Although I've never seen you use that, weirdly enough. Um, try that's fair. <laughs> try using the cowboy hat emoji, All and, right. and tell me if it isn't the most gratifying thing. I ever. always use the one with just the tears coming out the side of the face, and it's just the smiley like. <laughs> oh like yeah, like everything's funny, yeah. right? Because it, it gets tiresome if, typing ha 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 ha. And ha. if there's just something that can minimize the use of LOL. Right. If you can do that in funny, like, laughter face emoji, and I'm, I'm all for and it. And I'm guilty of it. But you know what the, rea- the, the reality is, is that if I say LOL, it's because I'm legitimately chuckling aloud. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually the same way. Actually, I don't know that I ever use LOL, really. I use ha 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 I use ha ha. And things that are really actually And funny. I use ha ha's when I'm smirking in laughter. So basically i'm not making a noise i'm not producing a sound i'm just smirking because i read it and it's funny those are my ha ha's yeah the series of ha's yeah i it should have some sort of definition to them like if it's one ha it could almost mean like i'm giving you half of a ha ha 
yeah. because I'm playing into your likely sarcasm. Right. Like yes. if someone says something, you're like, ha, like, so then you have ha, then you have ha ha, uh-huh. which is something where you feel obligated to say ha ha, even though the joke's not funny. But yeah. if you get a series of three Threes ha's or more, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. There needs to be definition around the usage I of ha. I agree with that. And then LOLs are literally, I'm producing a sound of laughter. Yeah. Agreed. It's LOL a, needs to it's be. It's an audible thing. It needs to be very intentional because I think it's so usefully used now that it it's, lost, it. it's lost all of its. It's lost all of its oomph. Because I feel like people would just be reading my texts and I'm always responding to them with LOLs. And I'm like, is he really laughing at everything? I mean, chances are I am because I'm a pretty jovial person and I laugh yeah, at a lot of things. Yeah, but sometimes it's just a way to close out a sentence that because people don't otherwise... They're uncomfortable. They otherwise don't know how to close take, it out. Take off the seriousness says, of the, end of the Like sentence. if someone says something funny and you don't think it's funny and they can't see, they can't visually see you... And they can't hear an inflection in your voice. Yeah. Saying LOL closes out a sentence. So the other thing I'm noticing. Uh, Even if it's not funny, which it usually isn't. Being in the dating scene or whatever. Uh, to take away the seriousness of a comment, they'll put a ha ha. Or a, oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. a LOL. Or ha ha, a, it tends to be dismissal or sometimes. A, or like a laughy face at the end of it. Like, you're so hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, just it's to like dismissive. take the seriousness off of it. Yeah. It, there's there is definitely an element of dismissiveness yes. with ha ha ha's or smiley face yes. emojis where something you say should solicit a response yeah and the only response it gets is something abbreviated or something in emoji form then you know you're not quite there yet yeah <laughs> yeah and next step toss a dick picker away yeah i do the eggplant uh and uh rain <laughs> yeah. emoji or uh, emojis right after of course you got to be aggressive these days could you imagine you know what that would insinuate it's like oh, you're so hot <laughs> and i reply with eggplant water emojis <laughs> it's like does that insinuate that i think i'm also hot and that i get off of me being hot it could be there's an element of narcissism to that for sure or i think the interpretation is just overly sexually aggressive <laughs> Could you imagine? which is 2019 so you Could can't you do that anymore just standing in front of like a like a like a door tall mirror and just jacking off look at yourself <laughs> yeah yeah look at you it reminds me of You're um so fucking hot. it reminds me of um what's the christian american Bale psycho movie? yeah american yeah. psycho totally it's hilarious totally. he's like flexing in the mirror totally such a great scene I like the I like when he drops the uh, chainsaw down the stairwell <laughs> and ends up clipping her. <laughs> Such a ridiculous movie. It's fantastic. Anyway, hey, look, episode ninety-seven. Here we are. Also, today is Easter, so yeah. it is Easter Sunday. In addition to that, it's it's Grandma's one hundred and seventeenth birthday. Yeah, and happy uh, uh, belated Easter to all of you, and um, uh, happy birthday to our mom on on the day this episode comes out. Yep. Uh, which is Earth Day? Is it? I don't remember. Is Earth Day a specified day, or is it like Easter where it fluctuates? It just has to be on a Sunday. I think it's always the same day. Earth Maybe it day. is. Is mom's birth? Is mom's birthday I always Earth said, Day? No, I thought she said it was Earth Day. Maybe it's Earth Day is always on like a You're Tuesday. I um. Do you remember doing that in fifth grade, like going out and having Earth Day and planning shit? I remember Earth Day at school. A lot of times, Earth Day fell on Mom's birthday. Yeah, and we she would let us have the day off. 
And then I remember just watching uh, Captain Planet on Earth Day because they did uh, Earth Day Marathon. That day will go down in infamy for me because um, sixth grade, uh, a uh, relationship and a breakup all happened within the same day for me. I started dating a black girl named Ashley Pritchard. Really? Uh, starting in the morning. Yeah. And then we had Earth Day and we went outside and we planted around the KMS cafeteria, uh-huh. like putting plants out there. By the time I came back in, she's like, yeah. She's over you. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? You know why? Your Good. dick was too small. Oh. 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 That's why. Oh. 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 Hey, heartbreak hurts just as bad at 12 years old as it does yeah it does but i was so baffled by it you know i was like is it because of white i think that i think just a honestly now she looks like a fucking train wreck now and i'm glad that did not last i just assumed that a bbd just entered her life at that time and it was you know easy for your removal and the acceptance of somebody who's probably carrying a hagosa was it a sign i'm planting the seed in the ground but not planting it inside of a female <laughs> at such a horrifically young age <laughs> like 12 what does she look like now she's a fucking train wreck dude really <laughs> oh yeah like let's look her up after the podcast i'm gonna song. be real with you i don't remember her kettering girls they're a little rugged yeah oh yeah for sure like nowadays like they're fucking rugged and there may be some kettering girls hearing this and let's just be honest females you ain't aging well no you're not um I've seen, I don't know, it's weird. Doesn't it seem like there's some sort of, like the city environment just weathers like young girls? Like back in high school, there's young, attractive females, right? Yeah. And those very young, attractive females, some of them, let's call it 12, 15 years later, looked so weathered. Yes. Even the guys, you know, they just look, I feel like if you stay around there, you're, you're just eroding. I think it's if some, you get out of the city, yeah. I, I feel like there's like a sense of vibrance. Like some people I remember from high school yeah. are like in other states now or even in other countries doing these crazy things and they look vibrant. They look healthy. They, they look they look like they just grabbing the world by the fucking dick and just turning it around. And then I see people who lived in Kettering, who stayed in Kettering, Dude, and they like, look like they're disintegrating. They do. I think it's, it's really something strange. in the rain. I think it's acid think so. rain from Delco. I think it's something to do with the valley. Oh, maybe. I think people are being weathered oh, in the we're valley. We're too damp. Yeah, something's happening. You know what happens to paper when it gets wet? Yeah, I'm telling you. It's a, it's a, it's a long series of erosion, both mentally and yeah. physically. Like paper, it's nice and straight when you get a package, leave it out in a little bit of rain, it gets wrinkly and real fucked up quick. Yeah. I think the the excessive amount of like alcohol is probably not helping either because let's be honest, the people who have started living in Kettering who for the most part still hang around Kettering all the time, yeah, are are literally they're aging because they're putting stuff in their system that is causing them to age. To I feel a high like degree. they've been genetically altered because they're all starting to look like Sharpays. <laughs> yeah. Fucking big jowls and <laughs> skin issues. <laughs> Just like a thousand wrinkles coming out of places. You never thought a wrinkle could come. Dude, it's pretty crazy too. Cause there's, there's somebody at Fairmont. I don't even know who the fuck it is. Started this reunion page. Oh, Shay. No, no, no. I mean, it for my class, not Shay your Tim, class. Shout out 2004. Yeah, not your class, my class. class. 2004. 
And uh, like every once in a while, I'll get like a notice of people are trying to get together or someone will start a conversation on there. I'm like, how the fuck did I get looped into this shit? Like, I give a fuck. I give no fucks. But I do like to see the drama that exists within these other characters I went to high school oh, with. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting to me when I actually visibly look at somebody that I went to school with. Yeah. And in addition to that, just the way that they act, their demeanor yeah. now as opposed to back then. And some of the people I got wrong. You know, I was like, you're definitely going to be a crackhead. And then now they're like, you know, they're... Justin Corbin. You know, they're working the front desk at an enterprise, but yeah. they're at least <laughs> they're at least not on Coke hey, as I thought they hey, would be. I've definitely come across my fair share that work in a Kroger or a fucking gas station. Yeah. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing but wrong. But I've just I and some of them I'm like, you're gonna do something. And then in others, I go, You're not gonna do something, and they seem to be flip flop. The people who I'm looking at going, you're just never going to do anything in life are actually pretty successful. And then there's others where I'm like, this person is, it was super smart, always got good grades, applied themselves. And they're the ones working, you know, out of Howard Johnson. Environment's important. I think. Yeah, I think so too. And surrounding yourself well, with the also, right people. Also, I think what we've missed is their college years. Right. So we knew yeah. them up until the end yeah, of high school. True. But as everybody disperses in college, right, like what did what did those four years or longer, what did they look like? You know, that that's like you could argue that those four years could define what someone does for the rest of their life based upon their dedication and motivation. Like and I ambition. just found out that there is a girl named uh, Stacy. Um, I won't say her last name, but it starts with an I and ends with X. Uh, so you're missing like two letters. Anyways, uh, her last name is Stacy X. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I'm, I'm leaving out two letters, but it starts with I and ends with, uh, six. Okay. I six. Okay. I, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, she, <laughs> I remember seeing on social media in the news, she was caught in a fucking prostitution ring and drug ring. Nice. And she was. She has like STDs, as from what I can gather. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! You didn't even have to say it. And I hung out with her a few times when I was younger. Really? Yeah. Okay, so, I want to look her up too. So she lived in the neighborhood Caddy Corner to ours. So you know where um, Hothead is, and the churches across the street. Uh huh. The neighborhood across four. Oh, okay. So past the apartments that are on the opposite side of right. our neighborhood right. and a little bit further up where gotcha. Brian Paul used to live. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like she used to hang out in the clique of girls that I was like into at the time. Yikes. Uh, she took a turn for the worst, huh? Whew, I would say. That's rough, man. You know, that's rough. Drugs, prostitution, and, and sh- sh- basically spreading STDs. It's just kind of weird how people get into that life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are the series of events that happen to lead them down that path? Yeah. I mean, I don't really give a shit, I'll be honest, but I do, from a sociology perspective, I do wonder how that occurs. Yeah, and there was even other girls where I was like, they're attractive when I was younger, and then they became like uh, pole dancers, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, there's, there's a few. There's a few. Yeah, there's, there's a few that I know that I've associated with over the years where I'm like, oh, you're one of Could the... Could you imagine showing up <laughs> in a place like that and seeing them up there? And you're like, oh, Stacy, yeah. hey. How you doing? This is awkward. <laughs> oh, well, 
Yeah, there's... So, how's life? I know uh, a, a, a girl that I used to hang out with is, like, at a strip club, and she's, like, the B-squad. So what does that tell you about me? <laughs> She's the daytime. She's, She's the day daytime. Squad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it's grandma's birthday today. Mom's birthday tomorrow. It's Easter Sunday. <laughs> How do we get down um, that train of thought? <laughs> also, also, and I, I needed to mention this because I thought it was so cool. We didn't, we haven't really had a chance to talk about it is the Columbus Blue Jackets swept the Tampa Bay Lightning. Dude, wild. Four fucking games, just boom, 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 Seven, boom. Seven, three, five. Oh, dude, they, I mean, was it wasn't. It's like, they were like, sm- they, they weren't sh- even close. The first game was close, and the rest of the games, Blue Jackets just absolutely dominated. We call those smotions. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. Got another 12 games to win before you hoist that old trophy. But this is... I think the furthest that they've gone in any playoff yeah, already. They, they've just, always lost first round. Yeah, so they're in the second round now, which is good. Um, I I'm like terrified, depending on how this whole thing turn, turns out. If we win this series, the Islanders win their next series, then we're going to see the Islanders, which is uh, that's tough to me because the Islanders swept their first series as well. But it was really cool to see just like everything and it's weird because like the Blue Jackets have just an immense amount of talent. Everybody knows it, but they're just there's times where they can't put it together. Which they made it in yeah. the wild card. Like they weren't a definitive number one. And they go and steamroll one of the best teams in the league. They brought, like, the, you could see that chemistry working when they were playing Tampa Bay. And as long as they can hold on to that, I'm not saying they're going to win the Stanley Cup, but as long as they hold on to that, they may get past the second round too, which would be really cool to see. The last time I made this bet, I had to shave off or cut off my hair. But I'm going to make this bet on this show. Mm. If the Jackets win the stanley cup i will sing we are the champions by queen on this show i'd rather you not i will go out and i will sing that song i don't want you to do it no music don't need it just (laughs) going to sing my ass off yeah you'll do it solo (laughs) (laughs) i'll be out of the room like a karaoke bar where the music basically cuts out yeah i'm all you can do whatever you want to um, in addition to that, in yeah. other sports news, Tiger Woods yeah. won the Masters for yeah. the first time in a long time. Yeah. And here's what's crazy. He came back, too, because he was not looking so hot in the beginning. Uh, yeah, he was doing pretty good through, through the most part. Now, here's the thing. You look at Tiger t- 15 years ago, and you look at him now, dude, he looks terrible. Now, I mean... Like back then or now? I mean, like his face. Physically, he's in shape. Oh, well. Like now, dude, he looks like he's balding, but he can't just let it go, shave your head. His eyes are real puffy all the time, which is super strange. You don't know why, right? He got stung. He got stung by a thousand hornets. Yeah, he looks like it for sure. Um, What I think is crazy is that now, after all the adversity between his divorce... And all the fucking hookers, yeah, and likely cocaine that he was doing back in that time. Remember, he lost all of his sponsorships, like yeah. Buick, Peace Out, Nike. and all the other ones. Like they all just started like. Or did Nike keep him? I think he's still doing Nike because I think he's still wearing those red Nike shirts every time he plays on a Sunday. But uh, what I think is hilarious about it is that after all that turmoil, he started doing terrible. Now I knew he had some injuries, but here's what I his blame. back surgery. He had, he had a, a spinal piece. Like a bad, out. like a bad they, back they like surgery. They fused his, yeah, he's had, all, his he's had all kinds of crazy surgeries. Yeah. What I think is hilarious about when Tiger was playing really good was when he was banging all those uggos. Right. No stress. Right. Like he's just bang. I mean, even cheating on his wife, he's just 
fucking railroading these lot lizards. You know how good I feel after sex? Yeah, but what I what I find what I find to be interesting about Tiger Woods is that if you looked at all the girls that he was with, I know some are questionable. Holy shit, man! You're Tiger Woods. Like, what are you doing? It's like it's like Robert Kraft getting that hand job from you know a five dollar hand job from some you know back room and and an Asian parlor. It's like, dude, you're a billionaire. Three of Do whatever them look, you want. Three of them look like the cast of witches in Hocus Pocus. I think one was like a waitress at Waffle House or some shit. Okay, so anyway, fast forward. <laughs> fast forward. He's I think he's got a girlfriend now or is engaged, but here's my theory. I think he's still banging oh, dirty hoes. Yeah. I think that's why he's back on top. I yeah. think that was the element mentally that he had been missing all those years when he started just floundering, yeah. playing golf. And he comes back, wins the Masters. People are saying, it's the greatest comeback of all time. Well, is it though? It's just one Masters. I think when Louis C.K. starts playing arenas again, let's call that the greatest comeback right. of all time. Yeah. Uh, but in sports world, you can call it the greatest comeback of all time. Whatever you want to call it doesn't matter. But hey. I think an element that has been introduced into Tiger's play as of recent is banging dirty hoes the night before. Hey. What was the spelling on comeback? C U M B A C. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fitting. And you know what? Um I applaud Nike for not dropping them. Because Yeah, if they're still a sponsor, which I think they because, are. Because I, I mean the reality is they're like, well, our motto is just do it. And he was doing it a lot. <laughs> Consistently. <laughs> so, Frequently, often. Can we really blame him? Yeah. No, you can't. No. Hell no. And why would you want to lose somebody who's just so, I mean, he's the reason anyone ever talks about golf. If you yeah. think about it, no one talks about golf unless they're talking about Tiger. Yeah. Period. It, so it is cool. Like, I think a lot of women are like, how can I you give him greatest comeback of all time? It's just like, well, you, just because he was banging these lot I lizards they, doesn't mean that he hasn't, it doesn't, you can't, you've got to separate that from his element to be able to play this. Sport. I think the award not only goes to tiger, but all the women he's been with the greatest comeback. Yeah. The comeback train. <laughs> there was a lot of them. There was a, yeah, a plethora of those dirty little hoes. It was like a fucking assembly line. Oh yeah. I mean, some of them, man, there was one that had like red hair. I think that was the waitress at, I don't know. It was Denny's. Huddle House, IHOP, name one of the fucking horrible places that you can go to it, like, you know, as you're driving through Alabama. There's people just dragging women in on one of those giant Lowe's metal carts, and they're just asses up in the air, and they're just like (laughs) (laughs) pumping it into them, and then just moving on, next lady on the next cart. I love how everybody initially, when Tiger cheated on his wife, all this stuff was coming out. They're like, "How could they cheat on her? She's so beautiful." I was like, "Who?" Well, first of it all, it has nothing to do with first how beautiful of all, she yeah, is. it has nothing to do with how beautiful she is. And yeah, these girls are uggos, but she could have been a flaming cunt bag. You never know, yeah, right? And I'm not saying that's a reason to cheat on somebody, no. but don't don't make the association granted, specifically she, with looks. She had every right to use that nine iron. <laughs> <laughs> chase him down oh yeah yeah she had every right I, and here's the thing favorably i'm much more on her side than yeah, on tiger's totally. side in that situation but don't make the association with the fact that all these other girls are ugly and she was gorgeous she is very gorgeous and even his new i think he just likes uglier women because his new fiance yeah she's not great looking at all she's very kind of plain jane i like, think some of the more unattractive women have it more together there so there could be an element of that too now these broken women that 
or waitressing yeah. at you know the local donut shop probably don't Still all have, have it, it together, together yeah um but his new fiance, maybe she does. Maybe she is more grounded. I'm not saying his ex-wife wasn't grounded. Yeah. I don't know anything about her. I know she was gorgeous. But it's like, you know, Tiger going to do what Tiger going to do. I guess the moral of the story is as if a girl comes attractive, not hot, not ugly, yeah, emaciated, blubbery. And people are just, just into what they're into. I guess the well. moral is just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. You cannot believe you are getting... Nike, not a sponsor. They <laughs> <laughs> should for sure do a commercial with Tiger. All interrelated to Would that. you like to learn how Tiger won his masters? It would be so funny. Well, That'd it starts so with... So, Tiger, tell us, how did you actually prepare to win this masters? <laughs> <laughs> I ran so many trains. <laughs> so many women. Yeah, I, I wish like to thank all those women. It would be <laughs> it would be awesome if he was honest about that. That if that was yeah. the key to him winning the Masters in 2019, yeah. that he was honest. We we're like, what did you do? How did you get to this point? What preparation did you put in? What was the game plan? Well, every single night before I'd go to bed, I would have a slot monster brought in. <laughs> I'd go to Pound Town a for a slot monster. <laughs> yeah, I'd go to Pound Town <laughs> for five minutes. Give her the boot. Roll another one in. Roll through about six of those. Oh, but then in between each woman, I'm snorting a line of coke. Yeah, he was doing. Co- was he doing drugs? He was doing some shit. I thought. I I, I, I thought he was on painkillers. Like I think he was addicted to like painkillers. Those those two things are they go together pretty well. Yeah. Well, the painkillers obviously for his back. Well, Kids. I did hear he d- he did have some some problems there, but it was I think it was more related to the that actual pain. That would be pain. just sad if he had no feeling about that sex. Like, she's just on top going at it. She's like, are you having fun? And he's like, I feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he's just crying. <laughs> oh, man. Like, it's all of his spirit is gone. It's <laughs> gone. He's just an empty shell that's being humped. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's probably what it's yeah. like. No sex with Tiger Woods could be good sex. No. His face looks like a Muppet's face now. Yeah. It's it's so bad. It looks like a broken Muppet. He looks it's like terrible. a stretched water balloon. He duck he looks he just looks bad. But you know what? The guy can play golf, so more power to him. He's making yeah. he's making bank now again. Jesus Christ. Hey. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Uh, so we're not here just to talk about Tiger, and we're not here just to talk about the Blue Jackets. We actually have a review today. <laughs> yeah, we do. And what are we breaking down today? Well, let me tell you what we're going to break down. This is the Tatuaje. <laughs> That's right. It is the... <laughs> which we are very excited about breaking down. Honestly... We haven't really broken down a Tatuaje cigar, I think, in a little while. And this is one that <laughs> you and I both smoked separately. Yeah. Which was, I think, appreciated for me in this cigar because, especially with Tatuaje, everybody knows I already have some... It's taken me a while to get back on the Tatuaje train. I talk about it a lot, and this has been like an... on. I should have therapy sessions around this yeah. because I've talked about it for no less than probably yeah. three years. Um, I had a lot of challenges with Tatuaje cigars at first. I, w- I really didn't, I-, I had some troubles with, you know, burn issues and things like that. It just kind of turned me off from the brand. And then I got back on the Tatuaje train. So this is a cigar that I don't really like to be influenced 
outside of just me smoking them in seclusion because I really concentrate on Tatawahe cigars when I'm breaking them down because of the experiences I've yeah, had before. Yeah, you're super critical. I'm ultra critical. So um, this particular cigar is a cigar that was released um, originally back in like 2007 and has now been re-released. I believe is made at the My Father Factory Pretty now. Pretty much every year. No, it's skipped. It's not been like every like two or three years. No, they, they literally stopped in 2007, do your research, uh-huh. and is now being produced, I think, again here. It was a reason as 2018. Well, I know there's a cigar out there that has done it every year. Maybe, but do your, <laughs> but also do your research. Um, Tony's going to kill us after listening to Maybe this. Maybe I'm thinking of it. the little Boris. I don't know. It is definitely not the... Um, yeah, that one is you that. Know, that one disbanded a while ago. Is now being brought back through the My Father Factory. Is now in in production. How again. hard is it to say that word? Mm, yeah. I think. Well, here's the thing. So when I looked up the word, there's like forty ways of saying it. I feel like it's so difficult at this point for us to pronounce all of these names of these cigars for you in such a very I don't know proper manner. I feel like we all need to like take classes on it. Yeah, you we know? probably should. Like, hey, uh, all right, everybody. Um, okay, pencils down. We're going to practice on enunciation. Okay, today's word is noevita. So, everybody, on three, say the word together. All right? One, two, three. Noevitas. <laughs> good. That's good. We're getting it. We're getting it. Okay, one more time. We're much closer. One, two, three. Noevitas. Oh, perfect. Yeah, all right, great. We got it. There we go. No evitas. No evitas. Which is honestly the Italian way of saying it. I don't even know if there's a Spanish way of saying it. Yeah. So (laughs) it's, it's, uh, we're just tossing this one up in the air. But I mean, no evitas is a city, right? A city in Cuba. Cuba. So really, there's just really no good, strong connection with the name here. It's actually extremely bland and boring, which we hope the cigar isn't. But uh, from namesake, it's, there's really no good story about it. Which, you know what? I admire. We were talking about it earlier. I'm like, I'm tired of these like association connections. I'm tired of like name associations around cigars that are super cryptic that that have like there's a backstory, but it's almost like an inside joke. Yeah. I'm tired with the inside jokes. I just want to know what the fuck it is. I want it to be concise. I want it to be simple. It doesn't need to be this whole like, well, this boat sailed up. 200,000 miles across the fucking ocean to get to this one point and they landed in this city and this one guy yeah. in this city and there was only one person and he was yeah. the chief of blah 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 it's named after that guy it makes you don't you, give a fuck th- it does kind of make you feel excluded when you're not part of the inside joke right yeah. like someone's like hey last night crazy right and you're like what happened what happened what, what happened I, you know <laughs> yeah you should have been there like, but i don't get it you yeah. should have been there but yeah how crazy was that yeah <laughs> you wouldn't fucking believe it you can fucking tell just me just tell me what's going on right um anyway so yeah we're breaking down the nuevitas nuevitas from tatuaje tatuaje it's actually a pretty <laughs> fitting name when you think Chinese? about it, those things together tatuaje tatuaje it could be it could be chinese or it could be tatuaje yeah. And you make it Italian. Tatuaje. Or you could make it, uh, that sounded like a deaf person saying tatuaje. <laughs> <laughs> and tatuaje. Hey. It's a word that anybody could say around the world. You know? That's yeah, true. Doesn't matter what dialect, what accents you have. Right. Tatuaje. Right. Noemitas. <laughs> All right, let's get into this shit. Chris, 
before we actually discuss the cigar, how do we break these bad motherfuckers down? I'm glad you asked, Corey. Each cigar review is based on our six-point rating scale and broken down into three main categories. Construction, burn, and taste. We then see if the cigar is worth the price for possible bonus or penalty points. Then finally, we average out our individual scores, giving you guys our total cigar rating out of six. Boom, there you go. Boom. Uh, what is the cigar comprised of? And what do we smoke it in? Well, I'm glad you also asked that, Corey. This wrapper is a Nicaraguan Corojo 99. I like that. Okay, we've had a few cigars lately that had the Nicaraguan wrappers, right? Yeah. It's been pretty interesting. A little right. bit out of our norm. Mm, a little bit sometimes, little yeah. Bit. yeah. Yeah, as of recent, for sure. Because we have, like, we usually we use... Broadleaf. I had tons of Connecticut Broadleaf, Ecuadorian Andrew, Habanos. Mexican San Andreas. Yeah. yeah. We actually have steered away, I think, from like a traditional just Nicaraguan rapper. I know. That is true. And guess what the binder is? <laughs> I'm going to guess Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan. What's the filler? Probably Nicaraguan. You're wrong, but you're right. Um, and then we had it in Robusto 5x52, very traditional size, medium full-bodied cigar at a price point of eight fifty. Just not... Not too shabtastic. That is not a bad price for a Robusto. Hopefully it's good. Well, specifically a Tatuaje cigar. Yeah. And that Vitola. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, it's sure. so weird. The spectrum of Tatuaje cigars from like inexpensive to expensive, I think they probably have the widest range, maybe minus Drew Estate, of cigars that are really kind of this low-end price range to like a very high, high-end price range. Yeah. It's so weird, the delta between the two. It's actually kind of fascinating because... I mean, they've branded stuff that you find in humidors at $3, $4 a stick, and then there's other stuff that's $13, 14 15 Yeah. Tatuaje, all over the spectrum. No evitas. No evitas. Here we go. So let's break this bad boy down. Um, what were your first initial impressions as far as construction on this cigar? Fucking baller. Yeah? Baller. Um, now, I, w- I got to be a little choosy. This wasn't one where someone's like, here you go. Right. You I got to select it. I pulled it off the it. shelf for you. I didn't get, care what I right. got you, but I was very choosy, and I chose a really good one. Great cap structure. Um, very rigid cigar. Very beautiful. No damage. Minimal vantage. Some women like vantage. Others don't. Yeah. I personally kind of like middle of the road. You don't feel like a man unless you got some veins going through it. Sure. <laughs> God, that made me feel so weird. It just sounded extremely homoerotic. <laughs> totally did. <laughs> but the construction was really, really nice. Like, really nice. Um, I give it high accolades on construction. No damage whatsoever. No flaws. None of that. Great oiliness for the wrapper type. I mean, it's Corojo 99. So I had a, kind of a sheen to it. You know, like a satin finish. Matte Matt satin. Mar- like more around Martin or Charlie? <laughs> uh... Well, Charlie's a little bit eccentric. Uh, um, more turn back. More Martin. More Martin. Okay. Yeah. Um, I agree with you in terms of, I thought the construction was really good on the one that I had. Um, what I did notice, what actually stood out to me was how oily the wrapper was, mm-hmm. which it only sat in my humidor for a couple months. So it's not yeah. one that I've hold on, held on to for a very long time. So I was actually surprised to see how oily it was. Mm-hmm. And, and that's to the betterment of the cigar for me personally. What I thought was a little weird about the cigar was mine seemed to be ultra veiny. It seemed to fucking throw Ron Jeremy in there. (laughs) 
um, it, <laughs> like too much where there was like two, there's too many. There was like almost two of them that were running down the side of the cigar, like very thick, veiny and to the point where like when I'm smoking it, you get to the thickest point. It starts like the wrapper starts peeling away yeah. because the vein's so thick. So it's like, yeah, that one should have not been there perhaps, but it didn't really, it didn't necessarily stifle the experience at all. Yeah. It just was, it's just something that I'm, I'm, I just don't like in a cigar. I, it sounds like your plan was taking supplements. Definitely. Yeah. It was a big beefy porn hog. <laughs> porn hog. Um, but other than that, I thought the construction was amazing and, yeah. that, and really just in terms of it being a little too overly veiny is, yeah. is kind of the only, yeah. uh, negative score that yeah. I get, honestly. I can I understand that. I can understand that. Yeah, because mine was in that... For the rapper type, I didn't expect it to be that veiny. You know what I'm saying? For that, yeah. And it just was. Yeah, I, sh- I should actually go back and find the picture that I have of the cigar. Yeah. So I can, I can actually show you, because I think I actually saved a picture of it so yeah. you could see, because it, it is like... You, you'd be like, look at that big fucking... Like it, it honestly looks like a tiny dick within a dick. Right. Because the vein's so big. It's like watching power lifters do uh, deadlifts and all the veins popping down their fucking face and necks mm-hmm. and arms. That's what that was like. Yeah, it very much looked like that, represented the same way. So what did you think about the burn? Well, I got to tell you right now, the consistency was pretty solid. Um, didn't really run or anything. A little bit of unevenness, and it was because of the veins. There's no disputing it. Like, yeah. I just had weird runs just because of the veins in general. I thought the same thing. Like, um, I had that same challenge. And again, it's not super detrimental, but I noticed the impact that it had just from having that one giant fucking thick yeah. vein through it. Yeah. Um, draw a little tight for me. A little tight. I'm not sure why, but a little tight. Um, one of those one, one of those, those. tatuaje things yeah a little a little bit tight um I had not producing smoke very easily right. um i was finding myself having to take four or five hits to even produce a good amount of smoke which i don't like doing yeah agreed um i like it just to fall out of my face like yeah. a big waterfall of smoke yeah i'm the same way um so it was a little bit of a tight draw but where it did shine though was definitely on the whole test what is the whole test? It's basically where we sit down for five minutes and we don't smoke it. And after five minutes, we put it back in our mouths. If it's drawn, it's great. What's weird is, is that even with the tight of the draw, it was that wrapper was burning pretty nice and even yeah. for most of the part outside of some bandage issues. I put it back in my mouth. I mean, it's still a fucking tight draw, but it was producing smoke. Yeah, that's good. Never pitted. None of that. Right. Um, but it just, you know. It just had to tie draw. Everything yeah. else was fine. Yeah. I, to me, it's like there wasn't anything about the burn where I would say was above average or below average. It yeah. was all about average for me. There wasn't anything that was super challenging. So from a consistency perspective, okay, hit the mark. Hold perspective, okay, hit the mark. Draw. It was as, as anticipated draw, which for me in a tatuaje is actually a really good thing. So. Yeah. Um, where I've historically had issues with insanely tight draws on a Tatawahe where I literally feel like I was going to pass out. This was one where it was just average, but it almost felt in Tatawahe it was perfect. You know what I mean? Because my expectation, thing, yeah. it had been so lowered over a long period of time where it was just like, oh, this is the greatest thing in the world, yeah. even though it was just average. So from a burn perspective, it, right down the fairway, honestly. Yeah. So this is a category everybody loves. What do you think about the flavor of the cigar? Well, I got notes of woodiness, which is perfect for a donger. Yeah. Uh, something woody, rigid, and veiny. 
<laughs> uh, kind of strong bitterness. Um, I think that's a lot of, probably attributed to all the Nicaraguan in it. Uh, in fact, we got in a Corojo um, wrapper. So there's strong bitterness I think I got from most of it with medium spice, which is complementary to the brand. That's why it kind of yeah. has the medium spice sure. pretty much through all their cigars. Perfectly acceptable there. Lightness, I just felt like the blend was just a so-so. Yeah. It was just so-so. Um, it's a very consistent cigar. There's not a whole lot of change up. Um, but there's just, I don't know, just okay. And, and, and I say that because I'm very familiar with other Tatuaje cigars. Right. And I know that they make some exemplary cigars. Right. And this is, in my opinion, not one of them. Yeah. I, I had a similar experience as far as that. Again, I think the flavor was just about average for me. Yeah. The one thing that I thought was really weird is I really started enjoying the flavor early on. I thought it was really good. Now, yeah. isn't it anything that's, um, it, it's not that roller coaster yeah. S that we talked about before. Um, it's, it's pretty static in terms of flavor, but I really liked what I got all the way up until the end. And then I started, I started feeling like it was getting really bland, not hot, right? Cause we're used to cigars getting hot towards the end, which of course, um, impacts the flavor, mm-hmm. but this one actually just kind of dropped off for me. It seemed to get, it seemed to take that really good flavor and almost remove elements of it towards the end that just made it really so, so. Yeah. So I guess I was disappointed where maybe I wanted something that was more challenging and dynamic towards the end where I could really finish off this Tatuaje with, uh, you know, a wonderful flurry of fireworks. It just kind of fizzled out for me. Yeah. Which is really, it's actually kind of strange that at that point, things started just to taper off. I got really bored with the cigar at the end, even in a Robusto. I thought the flavor up front was really good. I liked it until about three quarters of the way through, and then it just got really boring for me, just really kind of dull and drab, and it was just like, it just seemed to be lazy, which is really strange. I don't really know that I've ever discussed a cigar in that manner before. Yeah, that is. But it is legitimately what happened with this cigar. So um, really across the board, a pretty average score again. I think I was probably most appreciative of the fact that the construction, construction the oiliness and everything was fantastic. Yeah. And, that, and that I actually did in terms of my experience in Tatuaje has actually got a really good, uh, a really good burn out of the cigar. And again, I think if that flavor that I got up front just remained a little further through, I would have certainly given it better in the flavor score because what I did get at the beginning, I really, really enjoyed. I actually liked it more than I like most Tatuaje cigars, but really is turned off by just kind of the fucking downfall of, of everything at about the three quarter mark. So it's kind of, well, this is not a great analogy, but I'll just give you a comparison of something. It's kind of like eating, um, sour patch kids at the beginning. You're like, Oh my God, I love the sourness. I love the sweetness. It's so great. Then it's, Kills then, your mouth. <laughs> yeah, it kills your mouth after a while the more you eat them. Right. I felt like it was kind of that, that way with the cigar. Like, there was moments in the very beginning, I agree, where it was like, yeah, I kind of like this. Yeah, it starts off wonderful. But then it just started killing my palate towards the end. I'm like, oh, God, like, just right. change up or something or remove some of the bitterness. Because it was that bitterness was pretty freaking consistent. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's flavors in there that I really enjoy a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just thought it was okay. I mean, it was an okay cigar. Yeah. Um, but the point is of this, is it worth eight fifty? True. Is it worth eight fifty? You got a veiny, woody <laughs> nice five and inch nice and donger. oily. <laughs> <A> oily donger <laughs> <laughs> with a tight draw. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, so so what are your thoughts? Do you think it's worth the eight fifty? Um, I debated it, but I mean I, I feel like eight fifty is a very fair price for it. I think it's appropriate. Yeah. I really do. And honestly, it's a cigar that I want to try again because maybe, you know, what I got at the end it just may have been like a I don't know, maybe it was an off day. Maybe it was just something within the construction of that particular cigar. It's like, I want to try the cigar again because what I really enjoyed about it up front, yeah. if I can get that through most of the cigar, yeah. I think it's definitely worth the 850 price point. I th- I also would think that I got mine when it was just came out. Right. Um. So part of me is wondering, with that Nicaraguan Corojo 99 wrapper and all the Nicaraguan binder and filler that's therein, Maybe this one just needs a little rest. Maybe it just maybe it needs like some time in the humidor. Potentially, honestly, it would. It's a it's a good experiment to kind of pull off, especially with the Tatawai Hay cigar. Yeah. Is that how, from a component perspective, like how well is this going to be? Maybe in six months from now. Yeah, and maybe even a year from now if you hold on to it a little bit longer. So I only yeah. had it in my humidor, I think, for roughly like three or four months. Yeah, which most things that I review, like I have a review container that I specifically draw from. Yeah, when I'm, like there's stuff that I've had in there for I would say probably eight months now. Yeah, so I don't think any of them are going to get any worse, and perhaps some of them with age are going to get a little bit better. So by the time we do review, maybe they hit that mark that we should have perhaps set for the Tatawai cigar. I don't know. But I think it's okay for us to review at any point in time, right? And it's just the difference in experience that you're going to get, even if to the degree you're pulling it right off the shelf and smoking it. Let's say it just arrived that day, you know? Yeah. I got Um, one right off the boat, basically. Yeah. So I I think there's nothing wrong with that, too. And again, this isn't not a terrible cigar. It's not the best cigar we've ever had. No. It's not even the worst. It's definitely not the worst Tatawai I've ever had. Let's just give it to the folks. What what score did you give it, bro? So I ended up giving it a 5.42, which comes out just over a 90%, right at about a flat 90%. I gave it a 5.33, which is an 88.9, which is basically an 89%. Yeah. So we're averaging out about an 89%. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, um, when I was when I was so happy about just even the initial construction of the cigar minus yeah. the mains, was like I gave it the highest marks. Um, had that just translated a little bit better into a more impactful flavor, it would have given. I would have had a really good score on the cigar. The question is, is should they brought this cigar back? Because, well, think about it. Initially, it was produced at uh, there was an original factory it was produced yeah, at, and after true. that production stopped, it was then picked up by my father's cigars, which produce currently yeah right so between in that time period of let's call it 10 close to 10 years a little over 10 years it had switched factories so it's like what obviously what was made 10 years ago is going to be a certain flavor profile is used a different crop it's probably had a different aging process had a different production process sure for sure and i never had one of the originals so i can't i can't make that comparison and when you commit you commit right whether you know you just right this is a cigar that I would like to smoke again, though. I would, just, too. Just because I like... I want to try the other one. Like, Tatawahe, uh, for me, is all about second chances. What's the other one? Jiba? Or um, uh, what the hell is it called? It's the alternative one uh, to this one. It's, like, a little bit bigger. Still called the Nuevitas. Yeah, but it's, like, a, there's another word attached to it, like the Jiba mm, or something. Maybe. This is, like, the, the Nuevitas. The solid orange-labeled one. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, this is the white, right? Yeah. The white the orange. Yeah. This is what I'll say if if I'm teacher again. I'm like, okay, today class we're gonna learn um, the language Navitas, and then kid raises hand like, why do I want to learn a dead language? Yeah, 
I don't know where you're going with that. I'm basically implying that maybe they shouldn't have brought it back. Oh, ha. That's hilarious. <laughs> fucking stretched for that one. It was a stretch, but, uh, you know, sometimes you roll with the punches. Sometimes you roll with the punches. Now, Chris. Yeah. Now that we're past this review, I got yeah. a surprise for you. Oh, boy. We're going to do a little Easter trivia. Oh, fuck. <laughs> ah, I don't know this shit. I know you don't because you're a dum-dum. <laughs> you barely passed the fourth grade. I remember. I know. I was there for six years. Um, these aren't too terribly difficult, and if you don't get them right, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, first question, because it is Easter, we've got to do Easter trivia. Yeah. First question, which country has the tradition of eating hot cross buns at Easter? Hot cross buns. Hot cross buns. See how they run. <laughs> See how they run. Remember playing that on the fucking recorder. God, in Miss Rouget's class. Yeah, Miss Rouget. God, that woman. She Dude. was more manly than woman. Did that haircut. <laughs> Jesus. It was a bowl cut. She had a bowl cut. It's like not even like people so when we had bowl cuts when we were younger, they weren't they weren't cut with bowls. Yeah. You just cut them. Yeah. Hers was a cut. You could tell that someone literally, she ate a bowl of cereal, toppled it over on the top of her head and started trimming around it. Sounds, she killed two birds with one stone every that time That sounds she like a, a very uh, England, United Kingdom vibe. A bowl cut? <laughs> no, where oh. that song came from. Oh, Hot Cross Buns? Yeah. Uh, where did you say? United Kingdom. Or- I said Great Britain. Yeah. You got it right. Bing, 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 yeah, bing. Yeah, sounds like Great Britain. Good guess. Who held the first egg roll on the White House lawn and in what year? <laughs> what? what is that question? I don't know. I don't know the association, but... Um, what? Who had an egg roll? <laughs> <laughs> was that you or me? That was my stomach. Jesus, because mine's going crazy. There's, too. <laughs> there's no way they heard that. I know. If you but, guys didn't hear that... <laughs> Chris's stomach. Even my stomach didn't like the question. You know what your stomach sounded like? Like an egg, egg roll. Your, your stomach <laughs> your, your stomach sounded like the creature from Ghostbusters when it's in the fridge. It totally the did. gatekeeper. <laughs> or the key master, one of the two. Dude. <laughs> Dude literally it's like <laughs> That was fantastic. Wait, wait so Someone had an egg roll. I think roll your the, stomach answered the question. Yeah. So, so ha- someone had an egg roll on, at the White House. Yeah, the first egg roll on the White House lawn in what year? Now I will give you a uh, hint, and it's not going to help you. Uh, the hint is, is this person was, in fact, related in some way to the president at that time. You're never going to get it. This was Lucy Hayes, wife of, wife of President Ruther, Rutherford B. Hayes in 1873. Fuck no. I didn't even know he was a president. Mm, there you go. I only know the popular ones. Now, I don't know this whole egg, the egg roll tradition piece of it, but yeah, next question. what's the purpose of that? Because it's a Chinese dish. I don't know. We'll have to look that. Oh, I think it's the egg rolling. We're actually rolling eggs. Oh, you I'm know. thinking of like, why would there be someone at not the White like, like, oh, Easter time. Let's eat egg rolls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not... <laughs> Not like, not like Chef Wen is ever there fucking... I was so lost by what that deep, was supposed to Deep frying egg rolls on the White House I was House like, lawn. what type of tradition? No, like an, a literal egg roll. Hey, we're going to eat Chinese food on Easter. So this should help you answer this, the third question. What are two traditional Easter games? Egg hunt. And? 
Um, if you don't get this second one, I'm literally going to hop over this desk and punch you right in the fucking eye. We literally just said it. Egg rolling. Jesus Christ, thank you. Oh my God, I wonder if this is going to punch That's like a tradition? It's a tradition. Rolling eggs, man. I have never rolled an egg. The custom of giving candy and chocolate for Easter first appeared during what historic age? Okay, so we're, we're industrial? I don't know. That is false. Not false. That's wrong. It <laughs> wasn't a true false <laughs> I was question. like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it's before industrial age, but... The, uh, yes, the Victorian age. Okay. Yes. Um, let's go to another one, because you're definitely not going to get the biblical one. Um, <laughs> hey, don't you judge me. In the United don't States. You, you don't know my faith. Yeah, you're definitely not going to get it. In the United States, what is the traditional Easter meat people eat? Rabbit. <laughs> oh the fact that you answered it so quickly (laughs) it makes me so happy (laughs) you just had that in the back pocket the whole time um uh turkey (laughs) that's thanksgiving you fucking idiot what does everybody eat on easter Ham. ham jesus fucking christ God, you're a dumbass. I knew the answer, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I um, so knew it. You are never, uh, you're never going to get this one okay. either. Oh, wait, so hold on, hold on. What colors are associated with Easter? There's okay. two traditional Easter, Easter colors. There's only two of them. Pink? No. Think, yellow. 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 There's another one. Think about peeps. Blue. The two, the two dominant peep colors at this time. You got yellow. Yellow, yellow and red. No. Yellow and blue. Have you ever seen a red peep? You like, see, like the you fucking t- Satan's peep? Are <laughs> <laughs> you talking about like the seafoam blue, like the greenish blue? No, but that's a good guess, I think. It, it is like more the, of like a like pastels. pastel color. Right. Yeah, it um, is, would be a pastel color. Uh, uh, purple. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yellow and purple. So the, okay. two, the two traditional peep colors are yellow and purple. Which are time complementary colors. Right. Kind of. In a sense. Um, how much did the world's most expensive egg sell for and who made it? Most expensive egg. Yeah. Are we talking about just regular like chicken eggs or like ostrich eggs? I have no idea. I don't know if it's like a real egg. So it could be. I don't know if it's a fake egg. It could be a gold egg. It could be a gold egg, right? Right. Uh, Most expensive egg. Well, assuming that's metal um, or or a diamond, which would be one of the most precious materials we could. um, A giant diamond egg. That'd be wild, wouldn't Dude, it? Dude, that would be nuts. Don't they have the egg, though? Don't they have that egg, that like diamond or jewel egg that it's in um, maybe Italy? That's, it could be what it is. I don't know. That may be what it is. I thought they do. It's possible. Um, we've got tons of research to do after this. I, I want to say five mil. Close. 9.5 mil. So you weren't close. Fuck <laughs> about half. double that. <laughs> um, made and designed by Faberge. I don't know who Faberge is. We'll look it up, though. Because yeah. I'm interested to see if... Like it would, I mean, obviously it's designed by somebody, so it has to be something that's using valuable It's got to be jewels. Because there's no, like ostrich eggs are expensive, but no ostrich right. eggs worth $9.5 million. It's got to be jewels and metal. Right, right, right. Um, two more questions. What is the largest egg... Mu- <laughs> oh, fuck, what? <laughs> Where is the largest egg museum located and how many eggs are on display? Why the fuck is there an egg museum? I don't know. What sense does that make? 
I, I have no idea. You know it. You know where it's probably in one of these fucking western, midwestern states like Nebraska. It's not actually. It's not in the United States. It's not in the United. Okay, so but it's, there is an association. So it's of no, this country to Northern our family. Europe. No. Uh, no. Western Europe. Uh, yeah, kinda. France. Mm, close. Close in geography. Again, Germany ha- has an association with our family. Oh, Almost. Poland. There you go. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so established in Poland, uh, which is very interesting. The Easter Egg Museum has more than 1,500 eggs from all over the world. Real eggs. Oh, okay. So they... They're egg connoisseurs. Well, they're clearly not going to eat them. Could you imagine someone walking in there and just like cracking one open? <laughs> <laughs> the egg's worth... The, let's say the egg's worth like a couple thousand dollars. Dude, <laughs> crack could it open you imagine and, that on the fucking news? Like... Man charged for breaking all the historical eggs. <laughs> we'll never get these again. Um, last question. Yeah. When was the Cadbury Candy Company started? I love, by the way, the only cream chocolate that I like is in a Cadbury egg. Yeah. I cannot stand cream and chocolate unless it's in a Cadbury egg. You know, There's something magical about that the, white creaminess. It's funny as the girl I'm talking to asked me this question. She's like, do you like Cadbury eggs or Peeps? I was like, I can't stand Peeps. I was like, Cadbury eggs I can eat, but I prefer the, the caramel ones. And like, they even have an Oreo I've one. never had the caramel one, but someone was just telling me the other night how good it is. Dude, I would eat the caramel ones. There's, oh. Anyways, um, uh, I thought I knew this. Um, and it's very, very, it's either very, very early 1900s or late 1800s. And I can't, mm. and I, I thought that it's definitely it was. very old. Yeah. I can't remember how old though. It's actually in the 1800s. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, init- uh, initially, um, began and started in Birmingham, England. Okay, Which, so ironically enough, is where Peaky, Binder, Peaky Binders is. So this can easily go back 200 years. It's, it's a while. Um, 1860. 1824. Damn, that is quite a fucking Started while. by John Cadbury, who actually sold tea, coffee, and chocolate milk. Could you imagine? Milk? Cadbury? Milk? Cadbury? 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 Cadbury is the most appropriate English name, by the way. Oh, I don't have a cat. Do you remember uh, the movie Richie Rich? Yeah. His butler's name was Cadbury, I think. Cadbury! <laughs> Come here, Cadbury! What was uh, Richie Rich's name in that? Rich. 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 Richie. Richie. Yeah. Oh, Master Richie. <laughs> oh, God. I always called him Master Richie. I know. He so had a funny. McDonald's in his fucking house. Yeah. Had the, and the roller coaster. They had their own fucking... I remember at the time how how critical that movie was in my life dude that and angels in the outfield dude angels in the outfield was derived so much inspiration from those two movies richie rich and angels in the outfield i honestly i can contribute a lot to where i am now in those two movies probably he sees angels so crazy man both those movies are incredible i wish i could do a a danny glover danny glover was amazing dude you cannot get it well danny glover's voice has changed so much over time he's got Danny Glover has lethal weapon voice. He has angels yeah. in the outfield voice. And then he has like when he was in shooter, like post stroke voice. Yeah. Which is definitely different. Almost like he has a voice box embedded in his throat. Yeah. It's very weird now. It's like he's 
being slightly strangled by an invisible force. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Anakin Walker is always like, like or Anakin Skywalker is about 100 feet away from him at all times, just slightly choking his larynx. <laughs> Come on, Riggs. Come on, Riggs. Nope, still not. Damn. Got it. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think you're ever going to get it, honestly. Let's be real here. That I don't think anyone's going to be able to master that. Riggs. <laughs> <laughs> You just sound like a black guy <laughs> saying rigs. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like anything other than you just see you going uh, rigs. <laughs> just name any large black male. Yeah. And that's what it would sound like. Rigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. Anyway, let's wrap it up. What was my score? Did I get two out, three out of, uh, three you out of seven or you eight? You failed miserably. I, yeah. I honestly shocked you even got one. Yeah, I give you a little bit better credit than that. Uh, not really, not mm. really, because I had to help you with every single one other than the first one. That's fair. Yeah, you just don't know a lot of stuff. <laughs> You're like the worst trivia partner ever. Yeah, no, you do not want me on Family Feud. Yeah, you you are just not because going to get it. I'm I'm a critical thinker, but common sense things and 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 coming up with answers for that i struggle when i watch that show i struggle but also too you are see i don't struggle on that show i usually nail them here's the difference between so i'm i would consider myself someone who doesn't really master anything to a high degree but i know a lot about a bunch of random stuff yeah you are somebody who will get very focused and intentional on one thing yeah but then really not open up the world to all these other ancillary things outside of it. Yeah, not. So like if trivia was about this one specific thing, yeah. you'd probably do really well, but that's not what trivia is, right? So if they did like D&D trivia, you'd be like, "All right, I'm all in." Uh, but if it's just broad brush stroke trivia, you're likely not to do good. I do better at the yeah. broad brush because I just know a bunch of random shit about stupid stuff, but I'm not a master in any one thing. Yeah. I'm the type that's all in all out usually on things. Yeah. Um, if I know I can't be proficient in it, I don't even bother. Yeah. See, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I like to know I don't to a little ex- bit about it. I don't mean an expert. I just mean proficient. Like, yeah, I know a good amount about it. I like knowing, it's so weird because I like knowing just about a bunch of random stuff. Like I try, I like trying new shit all the time. Yeah. Even if I can't master it. Like it, I just like trying new stuff and exposing myself to, you know, other shit. The world. I didn't want to say the world because there's a lot of shit I hate about the world, but just other stuff in general, things that just pique my interest. I'll just research it a little bit, but I don't go down rabbit holes with stuff and I don't get super ingrained into it. I just, it's, it's things that fascinate me. I want to learn about. Yeah. And that's the lesson today. That's the message. All right, let's go find Jesus. And just do it. Just do it. <laughs> let's just do it. Find yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Right? He's here. He comes back today, right? He comes back. So he'll be here today. Do we have to go find him or does he show does he show up? Well, I'll send him my Google calendar that he's showing up at our house. So he'll be okay. So we'll get him at one location. Yeah. We don't have to actually go search for him. No. He finds us. We don't find him. Yeah. Right, the Jesus motto. I remember that now. Yeah. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening to the episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we're rolling up. We're getting close. Getting close to that 100 mark. Getting close to the 100 mark. This is episode 97. And guess what? Next week, we'll be back with you. Episode 98. Not sure what we're going to do yet. Could be a surprise. Could be really bland and boring. We're not sure. Could have an interview. I don't know. Haven't, figured, haven't gotten that far yet. We might even just talk in a whisper the whole episode. We may do something so obnoxiously stupid 
that it will turn everybody off from this podcast forever. We'll lose <laughs> right. all listenership. I, didn't, and, I and, just didn't like it. They're just too soft-spoken. And we'll just cease to exist after that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, do the whole episode with reverb. <laughs> oh, shit. That'd be wild. Did you guys... Uh, you record this episode weird or something? No. I don't know what you're talking about. It just sounds really reverby. I don't. I've listened to it multiple times. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally be in for that. Or just like the... Uh, the uh, just like... um. The what are they called? The fucking horn, the police horn voices, oh. megaphone, <laughs> just like a megaphone, megaphone voice, voice yeah. just the whole time. I do have an effects panel on here, so at any given time, I can just turn this little knob and it will go to something really strange. <laughs> there's one, there's a cathedral setting, and when you do it, it's just like this huge, broad boom echo. It's really strange, but there's some cool shit on here that I can. We don't even need it. We could get the megaphone right here. We could do that, yeah. We, we should do that sometime. That'd be really fun. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back at you next week with episode 98. See, See you, everyone. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. How can you find us? You can find myself at the hot ticket pod on Instagram. You can find Chris at big six Chris on Instagram. We are both main administrators of the hot ticket cigar faction Facebook group. You where you can join now. You can find the podcast on iTunes. You can find it on Google play, Stitcher, Podomatic and Spotify anywhere where you can find podcasts. You can pretty much find ours. Also, if you could, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We'd greatly appreciate that as well. Again, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the podcast. We'll be back at you next week. See you.